Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. We are your hosts of the show, Karen and Kelly Sarlow. Whether you're struggling with grief or you just need answers, we connect you with spirit to find relief, clarity, and direction in life. We can help you move forward. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. And good morning, listeners and Winston. Isn't it fun to have him sitting here? Always. Mm-hmm. I have um, some short stories today. Hmm. And the very first one occurs when I'm sitting back in the treatment room slash exercise room slash art room right now. Multi-purpose room. <laughs> because we're under renovations. So it's, yeah, it's got multi-purposes. And I was just sitting at the desk, Kelly, had my head down waiting for a client to come on Zoom. And um, she was arriving and then exiting, but I would never see her. Or I would get just sort of like a quick little in and out, but I was looking like at somebody's wall. And I thought, okay, she's having some problems either connecting um, with internet or skill set or whatever. I'm just going to be patient. I'm just going to sit here. And all of a sudden, Kelly, I get the smell of fart. And it is so bad. And it's specific fart. So it's like, okay, this is like an egg fart. Hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. And I feel like I'm going to gag. So I'm just sitting there like, just, it's bad. And I know it's not me. I have not just let one sneak out. This is not happening. I look around to see if Winston and Parker in the room to see if I can blame a dog no dogs in the room. I look up and outside on the deck and right on the deck is a dead man standing there. And he, he looks like he's in his mid thirties and he's laughing. He's looking right at me. And because he's looking right at me and laughing, I freaking know that he's the one that's making me smell fart. Mm-hmm. And what I a think weird life. And I think how freaking convenient that you stand outside on the deck and not in my room as you give me the smell of fart. And so I think, okay, what the heck is this going to pass? It passes instantly. I put my head back down. I start to write and he goes, I hear, um, write egg fart. And I'm like, yeah, got that. Okay. (laughs) So I write egg fart, but just like at a different part of the page. And then I look back up to the computer to see if my client has come in. And I can still see that she's trying to come in and out, but there's no client yet. And I smell diarrhea fart. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's worse. And I look back out onto the deck and he is killing himself. That's funny. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Then it passes. And I check the computer again. I still see this person is struggling. I put my head back down for the third time and I get skunk fart. And it's like, oh my God, he goes, write it down, write it down. But now like he's just literally beside himself on the deck. And and in between, like I can see where he fades out and he disappears and comes back, right? And then I write skunk fart and then it happens a fourth time. And it's, I can't remember, I think it's like baby diaper fart or something. And it's like, oh my God. So then I look up and up at him the fourth time and I'm like, this is a total of over 10 minutes, by the way. And I look at him and I go, why can't you come in here? Like, if you're going to make me smell all these farts. And he makes this motion, Kelly, with his pointer finger around his temple and he makes circles like, are you crazy? 
And I start laughing because I'm thinking, well, this is funny. Now I have nowhere to go in life because humans tend to think I'm crazy because I can do this. And now I've got the dead people poking fun at me saying that I'm crazy <laughs> because I, I don't want to do this alone. <laughs> so he's just standing there like, nope, you must think I'm crazy if I'm going to come in and smell those farts like this. And then he just, he just boots it. He just, he leaves like that. And I think, okay. So I wrote, I wrote that down, not knowing if that was going to be for somebody that day, or if this is just a new spirit guide coming in or like, what's the context here, right? I don't know the context. Well, speed that up to this woman finally coming in 10 minutes late into a half hour session. And after going through consent, I said, you know, what do you want to do? Oh, no, no, no. She says, I want my session. She says, just do it. This is all on me. She says, this has nothing to do with you being late. She says, obviously, you've been here. You've been accepting me over and over again. She said, just go right ahead. I really want you to get do medium, and I want you to get my husband. And I said, well, I don't think I have your husband in the least. I have a young man here in his 30s who insists on coming to fart. And Kelly, she splits a gut. You got to be kidding me, she says. This is fabulous. Screw my husband. Go ahead. Like this. And I said, okay. And so I'm literally describing how he comes in and gives me the smell of a fart, but stands out on the deck. And she's laughing and she goes, this is, this is so my son. She says, this is something my son loved doing to me. She said he would come near me, fart, name the fart, like what kind of fart, and then just walk away or just fart and walk away. And he did it because she was so serious all the time. She was always taking care of people. She was always fixing things or just doing things out of generosity. But he thought that she should lighten her mood. So he thought, well, it's, I'll, I'll be playful. I'll make mom laugh. And so the thing that he did to break the ice or if she was mad at him or whatever, right, is that he'd fart because he knew it would get her to laugh. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you, he totally got his mom to laugh. That's awesome. She was so happy. That's adorable. I yeah. mean, disgusting, but like, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, I think Just so. the comfort. Yeah. To know like, okay, my son's here. Exactly. Exactly, eh? And here she was expecting or really wanting her husband. And she got her son instead and was absolutely delighted. Mm -hmm. Okay, so these are shorts today. So I'm going to move on to my next story okay. really quickly. Yeah. So the next one occurs, Kelly, when I'm just down on the floor and I'm doing... You're always on the floor. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I spend a lot of time on the floor in that back room. I was doing some stretching and physio and yoga. And I, I was just laying there, just taking a, a breather between stretches and all of a sudden, I cannot move my neck. I can't move it from left to right. I cannot. It is so freaking sore in the trap muscles and down. I think it's called the rhomboids. Does that make sense? Down the back? You're talking to a non-scientific right. person. Right. Sorry. So, <laughs> okay. I'll do my best here. Mid-back, upper back, lower back. Yeah, okay. So, neck. And then all of a sudden, I see myself on my treadmill, though I'm laying on the floor, and I'm wearing a belt around the pelvic area to stabilize. And I'm walking and I hear the spirit guide say, now you tell her that she needs this kind of a belt to stabilize the pelvis. 
So sorry, when you say you see yourself, are you actually on the floor wearing a belt? No, I'm on the floor and I was just doing my stretching. I don't have a belt on. So you've got a vision of yourself wearing yeah. the belt that you actually own. Yeah, in the middle okay. of laying on the floor doing my regular physio routine, which doesn't incorporate that my neck can't move, when my neck literally locks and I feel seriously like I cannot move. Okay. And then I hear the spirit guides say, um, tell her, and I have no idea who her is, tell her that she needs to wear a belt like this to stabilize the pelvis. And I'm like, okay. And then I thought, well, what about my freaking neck? <laughs> I can't move. Is this actually my neck? And they just said to me, no, and feel where it travels. And then I can feel the muscles get tight, Kelly, straight down the right side of my back. So it goes from the cervical spine really high around C1 all the way down into the trap area and around T1, T2. And then it goes further down into around T6 to T8. And I'm like, okay. And I said, well, what about the hips? And they said, well, it's going to be both um, SI joints, left and right side, and L5. And I'm like, okay. So all of this information comes through, and I'm just laying there. So I just wait. I oh, must have waited maybe two to three minutes. And then all of a sudden, everything releases. I can feel all the pain gone, and I can move my neck. So I get up and I go and I sit down at my desk and I think I've got to jot this down quickly so that I can remember this for later. And something happened. I can't remember. Uh, probably Parker worked. <laughs> and I couldn't write anything down. And then later in the day, I had a client and all of these symptoms come back again instantly. Not being able to move my neck and I think, oh my God, I know, I know exactly what to tell her. So I said to this client, hey, wait a second. <laughs> I said, um, are you the one that has um, in um, inability to move your neck? And she goes, yes. And I said, she goes, go on. And I said, and it hurts in the trap muscles. It hurts down the right side of your back from about here. And I had to say to the bra line, because when I said to her T6, she went, I don't even know where that is. Yeah, that was my point. <laughs> so... Um, and then I went down into the pelvic area and said, you have problems walking. You kind of teeter to one side. And they're saying that you need a, a stability belt. And the guys are suggesting that you go to uh, a physiotherapist. And she went, what? And I said, so I repeated it because I thought she just didn't even hear me. And she goes, I just hear crying on the other end. And I thought, what the hell? I said, are you okay? And she goes, Karen, she goes, you can't even see me. We're on the telephone. And she goes, you're describing to me what's been going on for months in my neck, my back, and my hips. My doctor won't see me, thinks it's all in my head. I go to Emerge. They tell me just to take muscle relaxants. That has not helped me. And she says, so I've been completely lost where to go. And she says, I call you up and here you're telling me that the person I need to see is a physiotherapist who you don't need a referral for. Yeah. And I said, and then after that, I said, you need to see a chiropractor because there's going to be adjustments made, but the chiropractor adjustments will never hold unless a physio gets in there first 
and does the work to actually move some of the muscles, release some with some needling. I said, you're going to have a whole little process to go through for months with the physio and then the chiropractor. The spirit guides gave her clear direction as to which professionals to see, what order to see them in, gave her complete relief that she did not need to see the medical doctor, um, and told her about the stability in the hips as well, which was a secondary issue. But there was so, so much relief for her to have a plan of action so she knew where she was going. So that's the second story. Now I'm going to move into the third. So the third occurs when I'm driving on a completely different day um, to the grocery store and I'm in the car and I have no, no music on. It's just me in the car, complete silence. And about halfway through to the grocery store, I start hearing the Bee Gees. And I really like that because I like the Bee Gees. And then I start hearing um, Spice Girls. Well, different decades. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, different decades. But also like if somebody's thinking, oh, this is just stuff that she likes and she's just in her own head, everybody does stuff like that. No, that is not something that I would do. Bee Gees, I could give that to somebody. Spice Girls, she tolerated. Yes, yes, you know this. <laughs> they, were, they were just not my favorite group. They weren't, weren't somebody that I would go out and listen to. And then the Beatles came on. Now, I, I know possibly... She's indifferent. Yeah, I am indifferent to the Beatles. <laughs> and I know that could really irritate a lot of listeners. <laughs> but that's not why you're here. Keep going. Yeah. So I just remember listening to that and thinking, okay, this is really interesting. Like, I remember even thinking, Kelly, where's my cell phone? Like, did this just start randomly? Well, my cell phone was in my purse in the back seat. So like, it wasn't something that I... You're just hearing music in your head. Yeah. And then... That ended. So I get out of the car, I get into the grocery store, and of course in the grocery store there's music playing. Most grocery stores have some kind of music playing. That's not what I'm hearing. Well, I pardon me, I have to correct that. I do hear what's in the grocery store, but on top of that, I start to hear swing music. Now, I love swing music, but I hear this really clearly, and I'm thinking, okay, so the spirit that was sitting in the car is back again. I wonder what's going on. So I'm just doing the groceries and I walk down one aisle and I kind of turn around the corner and I look down another aisle and I can hear the swing music get louder as I move around the corner. And I see a dead man in this aisle and he looks up and he sees me and he starts doing the two-step. And I'm like, oh, I like this because <laughs> I like the two-step. And then he just disappears and it's like, oh, okay. So then I move down that aisle. I go down a couple more. Then just as I'm coming back towards to pay for my, my groceries, I hear big band music. Now, I know swing music is big band, but it's of a different beat. It's more for like a, a jive. And I see him jiving. And it's like he's motioning for me to come because he wants to jive with me. And I'm thinking, I can't do that. There's nobody in the grocery store that's going to understand this if I dance this way. But the intention in his energy is so lovely, Kelly. I so enjoyed it. And then, you know, I just do my business. I go home. Later that day, um, I have several clients. Then an, one of the clients appears on Zoom. And all of a sudden, I hear the music again. 
and I see him. And it starts with the Bee Gees. And it's like, oh, I know this goes with this person. So I started that session by saying, hey, are you looking for medium? And do you have a husband that's passed who really enjoyed the Bee Gees, Spice Girls, Beatles? And I mean, talk about eclectic. Mm -hmm. Um, Swing music, big band music. And she goes, yes, that's my husband. Why? And I said, because he played this music for me on the way to the grocery store. Oh, my God, I know exactly what he did to you in the grocery store. And I said, you do? Because I thought I had to tell her that story. And she goes, I know exactly what he did. He would disappear into a different aisle. And then when I came down that aisle, he'd be dancing. And she says, sometimes he'd be dancing like all on his own, like with a pretend partner. But if he turned around and he saw me, um, he'd put his arms out like, come, come dance. (laughs) And she'd go, no. (laughs) And she turned to go down another alley. Anyway, she just told me that cute little Mm -hmm. story. And I thought, oh my God, that's freaking adorable. And again, talk about joy. Mm -hmm. Talk about relief to, to know that their person is there. And now my fourth and final story. So this one is back in the art, in the art room. The multifunctional room. Yeah. And I was sitting at my desk and I, I, I didn't have any clients and I was sketching. And I'm, I mean, I, I'm still going to say I'm a beginner sketcher because I still have to follow tutorials and I can't just sit down in nature and just sketch something. I still need to be guided. And my hand starts to change. And I'm noticing that I'm not holding the pencil the same way. But Kelly, I felt kind of panicky. And then it got um, to the point where like, I'm really holding it a different way, but my hand's starting to bend differently. And I'm, and I'm not drawing what I'm supposed to be drawing in following the tutorial. And I, I think, what the heck am I drawing? But as I see it develop on the page, quite beautiful, and it's a bird. And I think, wow, this is definitely not me, (laughs) because I don't know how to draw freely like that. I would be able to do the bird if I watched the tutorial. And I'm thinking, this is incredible. So I'm just sitting there going, wow, I had no idea that the gifts could affect me in that kind of a way. Yes, you did. You've done automatic writing before. True. And you've Jim Lennox is going to be ripping you a new one soon because you've drawn <laughs> maps for him. Well, that's so like, true. Yeah. I do forget. She's forgetting her own gifts. I do. But go ahead. I do forget. Okay. So um, then I, was, uh, it's, I started drawing, but it was lines, and I really couldn't figure it out at first. There were lots. I'll say lines in comparison to birds. Although I understand artists might say, no, birds are full of lines too. I don't know. I'm not that good. But these were lines that turned into a building. These were buildings. And so I stopped and I thought, hold up. There's a spirit here. I said, who are you? And I hear a man's voice. And he says, "Um, my name is, and I don't remember the name, so I'll just call him John. And I said, John, were you an architect? And he goes, yes. And I said, were you also an artist? And he goes, yes. I think you have to be both. I think so too, but this is news to me because this isn't something that I knew about architects, but makes total sense, doesn't it? You've got to be on some level. Yeah. So I'm I get- an architect in my head, 
but I could never put it on paper. Yeah, that's true. You did want to go to school to be an architect. If I, if I could be anything, yeah. I mean, with no disrespect to the gifts, and I thoroughly love coaching, I would 100% be an architect if I could fucking translate it onto paper. Yeah. Maybe you need tutorials. But anyway. I don't so- need another job. Go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, that's true. So anyhow, he he ends up telling me that he discovered in life that he's an artist and an architect. And then he says, continue to draw. So I start to draw again. But this time, Kelly, it starts off where I really feel like, again, I'm holding the pencil in a weird way, which is his way, not mine. But then it's not good anymore. I don't have this incredible precision. It 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 changes dramatically. And I feel the frustration of where my brain wants to do something, but my hand won't do it. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) But I'm assuming this is his deterioration. It is his deterioration. And I said to him, what the hell is happening? Is this me? Like, and I'm sitting there going, okay, hold up. Is something happening to me? Do I need to call? Do I need to yell for Kelly? Like, what? the hell? And he goes, no, no, this is me. This is multiple sclerosis. And I'm like, oh my God. And he goes, and then I had, I had these many strokes. So he goes, you're going to keep the drawings. And he goes, as difficult as it is, could I ask you to keep drawing? And I thought, oh Lord, really? So I thought, okay, if you're asking me, I will continue to do it. But I got to tell you, that was uncomfortable. I was going to say that must have been really painful. That was so, yeah. And 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 I'm going to say painful slash uncomfortable. I don't even know how to put together all the words because I wanted to cry. Yeah. There was emotional distress. There was this physical distress, this cognitive distress. There was there were so many areas, mm-hmm. self-esteem distress. Oh my God, I could just keep listing them. It was horrible. And I said, I am so sorry that you went through this. And he goes, oh, 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 I'm fine. I'm dead. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. You don't need to have all that empathy. Oh. And I went, oh, okay. And he goes, I'm sorry that you're going through that so that I can give a message to my wife. And he says, but I also got to tell you that I find it really fascinating to watch you as a human being going through this for me, I can't thank you enough because this is going to mean so much to my wife. Mm -hmm. So then now I'm going to fast forward this too to when his wife calls later that day and has an appointment and I hear from the spirit guides, this is your architect. And I'm like, oh, okay. So then I grabbed the papers off my desk, found them and I whipped them up and I said, hey, I think I had a visit with your husband earlier today. And she went, what? And I said, here are his pictures. And she went, you have pictures? And I said, sketches. You know, my husband can sketch. And I said, well, I think so. <laughs> I said, so I'm just going to show them to you over Zoom. Or I could, I could text them to you. And she went, could you show me over Zoom first? So I showed her the pictures of the birds and then of the architectural stuff, and she cried. Yeah. And she went, oh, my God, my husband had such such a passion for sketching birds. Every bird you could think of, not just the ones where we live, but anywhere in the world. He researched birds. He bought bird books. He loved sketching birds. And she says, and 
She says, you drew his job. He was an architect. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad I got all of this right. And she goes, why? I said, well, because otherwise, <laughs> I think I, I thought I was going crazy. I, and then I showed her the third one. And she went, oh, my God, how in God's name did you go from drawing the birds and the architectural stuff to showing me when my husband went through multiple sclerosis and a stroke and I had doodled MS on the page and I pulled it up a little higher on the screen so she could see that I had doodled MS, mini strokes. And she went, Karen, she goes, when, when, when did you get all of this? And I said, oh, way earlier this morning. And she said, yeah, but my session's like at supper time. She says, my husband came in and visited you earlier. I don't understand. Wouldn't he just come in like once you and I were in the session? And she said, and to tell you the truth, I didn't think you could do this. She said, I didn't think you could do it unless I was in the room with you. Mm -hmm. I thought I had to be in your house. And she said, and then I found out online that you weren't doing any in-person sessions. And I freaked. And I, so she says, I canceled my appointment. Then I told my girlfriends I canceled the appointment and they all said to me, oh, no, 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 no. We've all seen her and she doesn't even have to be in the same country. Her and her daughter don't need any information. They don't need you to be there. Like they need nothing. And the less you give them, the more accurate and the better everything is. You just book your appointment and trust us. And she said, I'm blown away. Mm -hmm. She said, I cannot believe can you explain to me how you went from here, like at this point in his life, to the birds, to the architecture, to the, to the stroke, to the multiple sclerosis? She says, how'd you do it? And I said, oh, just over about five minutes. And she went, five minutes? What? And I said, well, I don't know how to explain the gifts. I don't know how to explain how all of it happens. It just happens so long as you're in the moment and you stay in the moment. And you stay engaged with the spirit world. And she goes, sounds good, but I, I, I still don't understand it. Well, I mean, I think it's fair to not understand like the incredulousness of it, but it's essentially, this is going to sound so terrible because I'm boiling it down, but like, it's as though they're telling us a story and we are hyper imagining what that would be like. Mm -hmm. Like he's basically just telling you a story without words and you are feeling what he went through. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if he said, this is what I was like in my youth or prime, this is what I was like when the MS hit. And this is what it was like when I had strokes and your body goes, Oh, one, two, three, mm -hmm. and feels it in the body at the different stages. And your memory goes, okay, good. Got it. I can repeat that story. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, because I think people understand listening to a story, but they don't understand that we use all six senses to fully experience the story so that we can retell it. Mm -hmm. So what you just did, again, <laughs> was wrap up the whole point of why I put the four stories oh. in one podcast. Yeah, you had an amazing synesthetic experience. Thank you. And it sounds like wonderful clients yeah. to appreciate the synesthesia. Yeah, very much. Mm -hmm. uh, who were appreciative of it, even though they still couldn't imagine it 
or they couldn't figure it out, or they couldn't scientifically prove it. Well, what I love about that statement, and this is from Glennon Doyle's mouth, so I can't take credit for this, but she states in one of her books that when people say, I can't imagine, they mean one of two things. One, that they've already tried to imagine it. And the other, I just don't want to, I don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to feel what you experience. They want to put mm-hmm. up a block and move on. Yeah. And it sounds like with this appreciativeness or level of it, um, that when they say, I can't imagine, they tried hard because they yes. asked the questions to say, how did you do this? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's why I put the four together for all the listeners today. It was a fun Saturday. Yeah. I wanted them to be able to hear that it doesn't matter where they are in the world, that what you and I do is doesn't turn on when they walk in the door. It's love. Love doesn't turn on when you walk in the door. It continues to exist no matter where you are. There you go. And you and I pick up on that love in some way, and then we're able to somehow bring it through, through all of these gifts, and we connect the spirit world to the human beings but I love how you've described it that it's all through love and and the word that I had chosen to focus on the one that I had originally picked for today was connection which is redundant yes because if you are truly (laughs) connecting you are in the presence of love you said it better than me thank you Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlows. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.